So today, AEW Dynamite review is going to have to take a back seat. Next week, I will give you love-hate the last two weeks of AEW Dynamite. Hell, I may do it this weekend. I don't know. But welcome into episode seven of Outside of the Ropes. And forgive me if my mood at this very moment feels kind of somber. And I just woke up my dog for no reason. I'm all prepared to get ready for AEW Dynamite review. I'm hyped as shit. Work wasn't too bad, you know. And then I read the report about Miles Garrett. And what he had said during his appeal. And I tell you, I don't like doing these types of episodes. I really don't, personally. I like to just enjoy myself. You know, talk about professional wrestling because that's my bread and butter. And I was excited. I was happy. I was going to talk about Roman. I was actually going to talk about Roman Reigns in the show in a positive manner. But that'll have to wait. That will have to wait. I promise you, you will get Love Hate, AEW Dynamite the last two weeks. Or I may just do an AEW Dynamite review sometime in the next couple of days. I don't know. But this needs to be talked about. And, you know, it's just the entire thing with Miles Garrett in general was an absolute just shit show. For those of you who live under a rock, I'll replay it the last, you know, what happened last week. Late in the fourth quarter, pretty much games out of hand. Pittsburgh, you know, trying to, you know, maybe get some points, maybe get a touchdown to make it close for the betters. Possibly. I don't know what the line was at that point. Rudolph goes back to pass, throws it over everybody. Miles Garrett hits him. About a second or so after the throw was made. It looked as if, as he was coming down, Mason Rudolph had the back of Miles Garrett's helmet. I say it was unintentional. You know. I don't think he meant to do that. Miles Garrett felt some type of way, took off Mason Rudolph's helmet, chucked it off. Flag was already thrown at that point. Mason Rudolph goes to retrieve his helmet, gets knocked upside the head with his own helmet. Marquise Pouncey brings him to the ground, starts punching and kicking him. Bench is clear. Shit was crazy. National news. Garrett gets suspended for the remainder of the season at minimum. Pretty much indefinitely. Okay. He appeals. And do basically said Mason Rudolph said the N-word. Now I ain't gonna say it. Cause I figured you have enough common sense to know what that is. Prior to that brawl, Rudolph 
said the N-word. Now, the fucking crazy part to me is that why didn't he say that after the game when reporters were surrounding him and asking him questions and shit? Why did you wait until the appeal to drop that? But let's get into this article from ESPN. NFL finds no such evidence. What the f- I don't want the scoreboard. I know we got Philly at one o'clock on Sunday. Leave me alone. It's go time. Nine and two. Anyway, NFL finds no such evidence of Mason Mason Rudolph directing racial slur at Miles Garrett. The NFL found no such evidence that Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph directed a racial racial slur. A racial slur. I sound drunk. At Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett, just prior to last week's brawl, league spokesman Brian McCarthy said Thursday, Garrett made the allegation during an appeal hearing with the NFL on Wednesday, sources told ESPN's Josina Anderson and Adam Schefter. Rudolph has strongly denied it. Quote, Mason vehemently denies the report of being accused of using a racial slur during the incident Thursday night in Cleveland. Steelers spokesman Bert Lawton said in a statement, he will not discuss this accusation any further, and his focus remains on preparation for Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals, which I know for a fact Cincinnati's going to get fucking destroyed. On Wednesday, Rudolph told reporters he didn't say anything to provoke Garrett or escalate the situation. Contacted after the allegations were reported, Rudolph's attorney, Timothy M. Younger, said, quote, according to ESPN in his appeal, Miles Garrett falsely asserted that Mason Rudolph uttered a racial slur toward him prior to swinging a helmet at Mason's uncovered head in a desperate attempt to mitigate his suspension. This is a lie. This false accusation was never asserted by Garrett in the aftermath of the game, never suggested prior to the hearing, and conspicuously absent in the apology published by the Browns and adopted by Garrett. The malicious use of this wild and unfounded allegation is an assault on Mason's integrity, which is far worse than the physical assault witnessed on Thursday. This is reckless and shameful. We will have no further comment, end quote. Garrett made the allegation as part of his initial comments during the appeal hearing in New York, sources said. It created an argumentative exchange about whether the allegation was permissible to be used in the appeal at that time. When the allegation was made, appeals officer James Thrash remained stoic took copious notes sources said he did ask garrett a question about how he might act differently in the future and garrett conveyed he would not let events escalate like that again garrett's indefinite suspension was upheld by the nfl on thursday they announced garrett was suspended for ripping off and swinging rudolph's helmet hitting the quarterback in the head with it with seconds remaining in last thursday's game in announcing garrett's suspension on friday the nfl also said that garrett would have to meet with the commissioner's office before being reinstated rudolph initially tussled, tussled with garrett on the ground and then charged at him after garrett forcibly removed the helmet rudolph hasn't been punished but a source told espn that a fine is expected the quarterback he said he would comply with whatever the league hands out Sources told ESPN that Garrett had informed some in the Browns organization that he was going to assert some sensitive information as part of his appeal. Browns coach Freddie Kitchens announced on, on Thursday it declined to address his discussions with Garrett about the incident. Quote, what Miles and I talk about stays between Miles and I, Kitchens said. I'm sure Miles presented himself professionally like he's done ever since the moment it happened and afterward. He's been nothing but professional in his responses. In quote, 
A number of Browns players said Thursday that they hadn't heard about Garrett's accusation. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. said he believed his teammate. I just don't see Miles as someone who would lie or do anything like that. At this point, it is what it is. We're just kind of all just kind of waiting and just hoping that justice is served. The source told ESPN. ESPN's Dan Graziano that Garrett also used a precedent-based argument during the appeal hearing, citing the NFL's punishment of former Houston Texans defensive end Antonio Smith, who was suspended in 2013 for two preseason games and one regular season game for swinging his helmet at then-Miami Dolphins offensive lineman Richie Incognito. Garrett and the NFL Players Association also argued that an indefinite suspension is not permitted under the league's collective bargaining agreement, according to the source. Two other players who were suspended from the brawl, Steelers center Marquise Pouncey received a three-game suspension for punching and kicking Garrett, and Browns defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi received a one-game suspension for shoving Rudolph in the back. Ogun... Oh my god, I can't today. Ogunjobi's ban was upheld by Thrash on Wednesday. This is uh, mainly from ESPN's Jake Trotter, who contributed to the report. Now, I do know that Marquise Pouncey suspension has now been downgraded to two games, which is kind of weird. But it, but that's their decision. That's the what they want to make. Good for you. The fact that Mason Garrett. Had the balls to say after what had happened and during his appeal that Mason Rudolph said that I'm gonna let you marinate on that shit. Not during the game. Not during the press conference with reporters. The appeal. What the fuck? Mr. Garrett, I'm telling... I mean, my goodness. The fact that... The fact... That he... Had the gall... I don't say that word often. The gall... To go in front of the NFL players... You know, know, the committee... And trying to reduce his suspension in some way, shape, or form, claimed that he w- that the N word was dropped by Mason Rudolph. If that isn't your full of shit moment of the year, I don't know what is. The NFL Players Association can go kick rocks too. For this type of action from Garrett, I would easily have suspended him for the remainder of the season. Regular season and playoffs, which more than likely they weren't going to get there anyway, considering their record. We can reconsider suspension in the preseason, but the NFL, in terms of the minimum, got it right. An indefinite suspension... At least I got it right in the first half. <laughs> but no, really. 
the suspension that they put on it, I think was the right call. The entire thing, indefinite suspension. Actions like that are part of the reason why parents want to put their children in soccer. The other football for all my overseas cats. Actions like that, though, aren't, you know, they're not recommended. Nor cheering for. That is pitiful. I get it. Do grab the back of your helmet. I understand, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That is not an equal and opposite reaction, Mr. Garrett. Not even close. Not in any sense of the word. I sit here dumbfounded. I really do. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it. But that's not the type of actions we need to be seeing in the NFL. No one should be standing for that. Like I said, I get it. You grab the back of your helmet, but that does not give you cause to rip dude's helmet off, then knock him upside the head with it. Now, the morbid side of me, of me would be like, you know what? You should have hit him harder. That's just me. Don't mind that side. That's that's. You don't want to go to that lane. Trust me when I tell you. But that, that that's no excuse for what you did. I get it. You're trying to get an indefinite suspension. I totally get that. For what you did, yeah, I would keep you on indefinite suspension too. I just don't seem to understand why shit like this goes on. Still boggles my mind to this day. But trying to sit to the board or the committee or whoever you had to speak with and just claim that? That was that's foolish. Take your L, sit. Think about what you can do to better yourself. Because you do realize next week, Pittsburgh Cleveland part two goes down in Pittsburgh. If I'm not mistaken, it does happen next week. I could be wrong. Wait, no. This is the uh, Pittsburgh got Cincinnati and Cleveland's just playing Miami. I believe Cleveland is playing Miami. 
But next week, Pittsburgh Cleveland does go down. This game alone is going to cause headlines, all because of the actions of a dumbass. Hope it was worth it. I really do. I hope it was worth what you're trying to do. And then what you did was stupid. And that doesn't fly around here. And what also doesn't fly around here is people saying dumb shit. You probably have heard about it and you probably talked about it with a friend or two. But if you haven't heard about it, I'm just going to say the quote and then we're going to read the article that the quote is in. And I'm going to say it again. Trevor Murdoch is the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Ex-WWE employee Jim Cornette resigns from NWA after racist comment from broadcast. This is from Mike Chiari. That shit-eating grin. Jim Cornette resigned from his position as NWA's color commentator Wednesday after making a racist comment on Tuesday's episode of NWA Power. The NWA released the following statement regarding Cornette's resignation, effective immediately. Jim Cornette has resigned from the National Wrestling Alliance. As an announcer of on the 19th, November 19th edition of NWA Power, Jim made remarks during a singles match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that were both offensive and do not meet the high standards of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. To ensure that such an error can never happen again, we have established new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. We, ser- we sincerely regret our failure in this regard. End quote. During the episode, Cornette called Trevor Murdoch the only man I've ever known that could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. The episode was originally uploaded to YouTube with the comment included, but it was later taken down and an edited, rever- edited version replaced it. NWA World's Champion Nick Aldis, who was facing Murdoch at the time, released his own statement condemning Cornette's remark, quote, I'm sorry for the inappropriate remarks and I'm glad glad to see they have been promptly edited out. I hope this is the first and last time an episode of NWA Power is overshadowed by something like this. My two cents. This is no way speaking on behalf of the NWA. I'm absolutely just speaking for myself. I thought the comment was in poor taste and unnecessary. I totally understand why it caused many to be upset. It was a lack of judgment or sensitivity. I have worked really hard along with many others on this team to make this brand mean something again. And this is not how I want the NWA to be trending. End quote. Meanwhile, Cornette suggested he will address the situation Friday on the next episode of his podcast, The Jim Cornette Experience. And this is from Jim Cornette himself. Quote, morning, everybody. Heard any good jokes lately? This coming Friday's Jim Cornette Experience, wherever you find your favorite podcast, is liable to be a good one. If you like hearing stupid people told what they can do with their stupidity, end quote. The 58-year-old Cornette is a longtime veteran of the wrestling business in several different capacities. Most notably, he held several different positions with WWE from 93 to 2005, including a stint as the head of Ohio Valley Wrestling, which was the WWE's developmental territory at the time. Snapple green tea is beautiful. Cornette was also a manager in Mid-South, World Class Championship Wrestling, and Jim Crockett Promotions. 
Additionally, he founded Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and after his tenure with WWE, he spent time in Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and Major League Wrestling. NWA was long considered a dead brand in the world of wrestling, but it recently received a shot in the arm after Smashing Pumpkin's frontman, Billy Corgan, purchased it. Corgan has helped put NWA back on the map and by going back to its origins and holding a weekly one-hour studio show called Power. Cornette was one of the voices of the show, and Corgan will now be tasked with finding a replacement. I'm going to get comfortable for this one. Comfortable. Because I'm going to need it. Trevor Murdoch is the only man I've ever known to strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and drive a motor scooter through Ethiopia. That is a quite a refreshing remark, Mr. Cornette. Like, what in the absolute fuck thought that was a bright idea of a statement? I get you're trying to get Murdoch over someone in a little bit of a capacity. But I don't think that's the way you do it. Mr. Cornette. I'm not sure if you understand the magnitude of the situation you have now created for yourself. This goes far beyond the realm of professional wrestling. This goes to societal things. This becomes a societal issue. I agree with Nick Aldis when he does say it. It's, it is definitely in poor taste and very unnecessary. You are trying to build a promotion that literally by most people was considered bye-bye in the world of professional wrestling. But had a very prestigious history. Going as far as Impact TNA Impact, they had the old belt and the old belt is pretty dope. You know, it just, oh man. See, I was in a good mood all fucking day. Working. Thinking about the weekend. You know, what type of, you know, pre-workout I'm gonna get. BCAs. You know, payday, of course. Pay a little bill or two. Now I was I was in a good mood, and then I remember, and then I see this shit. Sure, he'll talk about it tomorrow, and that's all well and good. But as a person who is of mixed race, that being me. And I'm just like, I mean, there's nothing that could, that couldn't, can be said to defend any part of what he had said. It's inexcusable. It's quite inexcusable. 
Mr. Cornette. Now, appreciate the fact that, you know, he did, you know, resign from NWA. Good move on your part there, Chief. And I, and I apologize for being at a loss of words. I thought I was going to get out more than I, I am at this very moment. I understand he'll probably say, you know, he will apologize for what he said. He definitely could have changed, you know, said something a little different. It's out there. The internet is now forever. Well, it already has been forever because they have the fucking cloud. So humongous. That's like the size of fucking, uh, you know, damn hurricane and shit. But that is never going to go away for Mr. Cornette. It is never going to go away for Jim Cornette. This will be a very dark cloud over his entire career. Again, I try. I understand you were trying to somewhat get over... Get Trevor Murdoch over. Kinda. But I, for the life of me, as I said before, as a person of mixed race being Czech and black, I dealt with some shit. Like, you know, kind of racist remarks. Dealing with dumb, dumb stuff, you know, living in a different part of the state. And to hear something, I've heard the I've heard the audio. I've seen the video. And I think about things like that. I do, as 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 a as a as a you know a black man. You know, it's a little different. You know, but I do the best I can. You know, I you know stay out of trouble. Do right. No by my own morals and standards not break the law somewhat watch what I say on a daily basis and try my very best not to deal with shit like this and for me to hear that When you, it's 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 too easy to break down. Mm-hmm. But for Jim Cornette to just outright think that those words can be combined together to be put in a sentence, and on top of that, continuing on with what you're doing as your job. It's crazy to me. Again, I don't know what he'll say tomorrow on the podcast. And I'll read the tweet again. I'll read the tweet again. Just so you kind of have an idea of what where his head's at. Quote, morning, everybody. Heard any good jokes lately? This coming Friday's Jim Cornette Experience, wherever you find your favorite podcast, is liable to be a good one if you like hearing stupid people told what they can do with their stupidity. Hopefully, by stupid people, I hope he means himself, and with his stupidity, I hope he means uh, what the fuck he said.
I'm just somewhat concerned. You know, I, I try to live my life just trying to, you know, not deal with crazy situations. Not to put myself in situations where shit can get go left pretty fucking quickly. And I don't know. I mean, again, this this goes beyond the lines of professional wrestling. This goes into societal. And societal <laughs> is not was not feeling that at all. I, I, I mean, again, you know, racism still goes down in this country. It does. We're not going to deny it. It's been going on for hundreds of years, ever since the early days of the, of the United States of America. Again, I mean, I, I mean, it's not every day you hear a racist remark, but I believe at one point or, or another, we've all we've all heard a racist remark in our daily lifetime. Let's just say in our daily lives. But for that to be to just come out. And just I don't know I really don't know I could care less about what Jim Cornette's gonna say I gave you kind of an idea of what he would say I mean, I hope that NWA. Again, we keep it all raw and uncut. We do not cut anything out that will not be edited. Don't get me wrong. Again, racism sucks. <laughs> Hearing racist remarks sucks. But again, I guarantee you it happens on a daily basis. Where I mean, I'm not gonna def- try to defend anything that, you know, Cornette had said, because I can't. Why would I? Trevor Murdoch is the only man he knew that can travel a bucket of fried chicken on his back and drive a motor scooter across Ethiopia. I'm not gonna say I hope the quote was worth it. Because I know he knows it's not. What I will say is a good portion of uh, wrestling commu- of the wrestling community probably feels some type of way about Jim Cornette today. And it ain't good. It ain't good. For me, it ain't good. No one needs to be hearing that. That this shouldn't be going down in the world of professional wrestling. You can get a person over in so many different ways. That ain't one of them. I mean, we'll see what happens with tomorrow with this podcast tomorrow. You know, 
We'll see what happens from here. We'll see what happens. But to end episode seven of Outside the Ropes, I just while I was talking about Jim Cornette, I found this article from Fox News. And for all of, now, I don't have any children. I have my dog, and that's about as close as a child as I, as I would like to get right now at the moment. But do I feel? But boy, do I feel bad for the, for these parents. From Fox News, child shatters glass at California Zoo's bear exhibit after hitting it with a rock, causing sixty-seven thousand dollars in damages. By Paulina Dadaj. Let's let's enjoy this nonsense. Visitors to the Oakland Zoo in California might be hesitant to visit the grizzly bears because of the grizzly glass at the exhibit, but officials said Tuesday that the animals aren't at risk of getting out. I fucking hope not. You really... Never mind. We're going to talk about it at the end. Oakland Zoo spokeswoman Erin Harrison confirmed on Tuesday that the glass was shattered shockingly after a child repeatedly hit it with a rock. While the image of an 8-foot, 900-pound bear behind a broken glass might stop some people from visiting visiting the exhibit, Harrison said it was the only laminate layer that was shattered. She says the bulletproof shrink glass at the enclosure where four grizzly bears bears live is made of six separate panes, each of which is one inch thick. Yes, the the glass is cracked, but it's still strong enough to withstand the strength of our bears, a sign posted on the damaged glass read. Two inches thick and several hundred pounds. This glass is made of several layers and is designed not to splinter, is designed to splinter, not shatter. We'll be replacing it soon. The zoo is currently on the hook for the $67,000 it will cost to replace the glass. Officials were unable to locate the family after another visitor reported that the child. Holy shit. My God. To all the parents out there in the United States of America and across the world, Make sure your kid doesn't have a damn rock on him when you're visiting the zoo. I think that goes without saying. Luckily for the kid, the glass was pretty much strong enough to keep the bears at bay before the child gets mauled into oblivion. The only thing I wish is that they had video of this. Just so I can just chuckle a tad and enjoy foolishness that comes with watching a child at a zoo I'm gonna get so much shit from the from parents if they hear this shit I mean what do you want me to say <laughs> it's crazy it's, it's just like like I said I mean I've been out with my family and my sister has two kids and I know that comes there's comes the dangers of, of having a child and watching a child babysitting and you know they can do some crazy shit trust me when i was four i backflipped off of a fence and damn near broke my fucking neck while my mother was actually outside speaking with her uh, with our neighbors and they had an adorable little baby little mason he was so cute he was adorable always a happy baby by the way 
Very happy child. But yeah, I've done that <laughs> while my mom wasn't watching. We've all, you know, been there, you know, kids, you know, at the grocery store, mom, you know, mom and dad are doing the shopping, you know, one kid's there, other kids just straight books it, goes into the other eye, act stupid, trying to get the cereal and shit. And back in the day, it used to mean, I got the ass whooping in front of everybody at the grocery store. But apparently we can't do that now because that's, 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 but that's, that's, that's child abuse. No, it was called whooping your kid's ass in front of everybody at the grocery store. Pain and embarrassment are not a good combo. Just saying. There's all there's always been moments where parents have, you know, been doing something and kid gets into some shit. It happens. Honestly happens. Glad that they had bulletproof bulletproof string through the glass of the enclosure. With six separate pans, one inch thick on each. That's a win. But it does suck that the zoo had does have to pay 67 grand in order to uh, pay for the replacement of said glass. And I hope the kid understood a damn good lesson in what uh, you're not supposed to do while you're at the damn zoo. Oh, look, look at this. Look at this, look at this shit. See, this is why I love outside the, doing outside the ropes. I just look at, I just find articles and just see dumb shit and just let me go talk about it. Oh, this is, oh my God. <laughs> You're going to love this one. Like I, like I said, outside the ropes is everything outside of professional wrestling. Whether it be the stupid, dumb, crazy, weird, um, important, serious stuff to talk about. But this ain't serious. From Fox News, London roommates were God damn autoplay video. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Danny DeVito. Glad this isn't on YouTube. Anywho, London roommates reportedly post ad for lifestyle happiness manager to wake them up, make avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual article, ladies and gentlemen. This is 2019. <laughs> this is from Janine Puhak. Oh my god. Oh my god. For the, uh, oh, I'm glad this was. Oh, it would have been funny if this was the US. Oh my god. Alright, let me close this. I don't want to see this shit. Thank you. It's the little things in life that can make the biggest differences, especially for three London roommates who were seeking to hire lifestyle happiness manager to handle the errands and chores they don't want to do. Earlier this week, a consumer named James posted the outrageous ads to the British classified site Gumtree, explaining that he and his pals needed help managing their lives and lovely London flat. The part-time job pays $19 an hour, and the dream candidate was described as a perfectionist who will continue to think of ways for us to improve our quality of life and make us and the people around us happy. Quote, we're three young entrepreneurs that run a business in central London and live together in a mega flat near Old Street, James said in the since-removed ad according to Southwest News Service. We work pretty long hours every day and most weekends, so we would love someone to be here at the flat a few hours a day to take care of all the bits we don't have time to do, but have a massive effect on our quality of our lives and our happiness. End 
quote. Examples of required duties included making breakfast for the trio, preferably poached eggs, avocado toast, and smoked salmon, as well as coordinating dry cleaning, stocking the bathrooms with preferred toiletries, changing the bed linens, and waking the roomies up each morning because, as reportedly James wrote, quote, I don't like alarm clocks, end quote. Quote, we're going to let you into our lives, and for me, you're the first face I'm going to see when I open my eyes every day. Part of this world is waking me up, as I really don't like alarm clocks, and I want to I want to see a face that we trust and care about my family, and quote, right the ad. The lifestyle manager will also be tasked with managing the existing house cleaner and helping with anything that she needs, as well as brainstorming interior decor ideas for the apartment, organizing the group's social calendar by planning parties and trips, cleaning their shoes and ordering and returning clothes online this is getting more painful in my soul every fucking second speaking of clothes the three also have a serious sneaker collection going on and would like the right candidate to watch out for the latest releases and make sure we're not missing out as if that wasn't enough to keep busy the lifestyle manager may also be asked to make and deliver juices to the group's office james also alluded to the fact that their household may be expanding in the near future Oh yeah, and we might be getting a dog in six months or so, so it helps us if you're dog-friendly as you're likely to be nannying our little pooch. According to the original listing, anyone was welcome to apply as long as they speak fluent English and the roomies are amenable to the position by becoming a full-time role for the right candidate. Quote, I hope if you're reading this and you're the right person, you have a big smile all over your face. Put time into your application, this might be the last time you ever do one, James concluded. God, that was painful. That was so painful to read. That was so, oh my God. This is 2019, people? Are you sure I'm living in the right year? Make your own goddamn avocado toast, you lazy, untitled piece of shit. Cook your own smoked salmon, make your own poached eggs, and make your goddamn avocado toast. And get a goddamn alarm clock for God's sake. What in the absolute fuck is this gruel? Did I actually just read that? Brainstorming interior decor ideas for the apartment, organizing the group's social calendar, cleaning their shoes, ordering and returning clothes online, stocking the bath. What, what in the absolute fuck? Possess this dumbass to really think someone stupid enough. Actually, you know what? I'll fin- let me finish my thing. Someone stupid enough to want to actually do this as an actual fucking job. All I literally translated this to was I am fucking lazy. I can't handle my situation because I'm an entrepreneur and I work pretty long hours every day and most weekends. You already have a housekeeper, you dumbass. That's what they do. They ain't making you no fucking avocado toast. And and, and, and just a side sidebar, um, what's the appeal of avocado on toast anyway? I'm okay with avocados. I like guacamole. Put a little bacon in that motherfucker. This shit's delicious. I can give a fuck less about the fact that you know you you you're, you 
just, just so I get it. You're an entrepreneur. You're working long hours. I totally get that. But ain't nobody. Ain't no damn fucking body. Should be, should be. Oh my god. Seriously, it's terrible. Terrible. Absolutely fucking retarded. Just, you don't have time, you know, all the bits you don't have time to do. Uh, make it happen, chieftain. Alright, yeah, you yeah. Trust me, I ain't waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get ready for work. Why? Why do I go to work, though? I'm bored and I got nothing else better to do. So why not kill 8 hours and get paid for it? Then come home and work on a podcast and entertain you guys, because I love y'all. Hit the gym, get ready for the game or whatever. Here's what it is. The quality of life for me could always be better. There's always room for improvement. But I ain't had I ain't got nobody I'm trying to hire to wake my ass up and make me avocado toast. Nor do I want avocado toast. The, the thought of avocado toast, and trust me, I've seen it, is fucking disgusting. You're ruining a good piece of bread. Avocados don't need to go on bread. Avocado toast. Man, get the fuck out of here with that. Be an adult. Be a fucking adult. Wake the fuck up with your alarm clock. Get your ass up, make some poached eggs, smoked salmon, and fucking avocado toast your damn self. You lazy, entitled pissant. Oh, that's what I'm using. Well, I was going for prank, but I thought of pissant. It's, oh, it's just... It said, reading that article hurt my soul. Absolutely hurt my fucking soul. And the last article we're going to get read... On Outside the Ropes, episode 7. And I know this is going to be fucking auto-playing. I'm in some kind of mood today. With with the Miles Garrett thing and the Jim Cornette thing. That just, oh my god. But I think this one's going to be hilarious. Just want to make sure that uh, the shit doesn't auto-play. I'll give, you the, I'll give you the headline, though. From Fox News. Dad punishes teen daughter with now viral social media takeover. The fuck did you do? What happened? Fuck you. Good. Okay. One Texas teenager has likely learned her lesson that her parents took over her Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok accounts for two weeks as a punishment. The girl's dad has since shot two social media stardom after posting hilarious videos and silly selfies online, though his daughter reportedly sends it that the says the end of the two-week penalty can't come quickly enough. How do you find these articles, man? These are hilarious. Tana Ford and Larry Sumter of Denton were not thrilled to learn that their daughter, Madeline, 15, oh, oh, yes, recently helped sneak boys into a sleepover party and carefully deliberated over the best course of discipline. Oh, this is wonderful. The couple decided to let their high school sophomore choose between going one month without a cell phone or alternatively two weeks without the device and relinquishing control of her various social media pages to her parents. Madeline confidently elected to go two weeks without her phone though her mom and its teen has regret to live to regret the decision. 
Since the takeover began on November 11th, Sumter has gotten creative with TikTok videos, receiving over 26,000 views via Facebook of one mussy lip sync clip in which she danced around in a crap tank, bare belly jean. Jesus Christ. Jean shorts and cowboy. I don't think that's the appropriate outfit to do such things, but the do you, player. Ford and the couple's young son also made an appearance in a rap video captioned with the cover hashtags, hashtag make better choices and hashtag parenting win. Oh, this is too fucking funny. Sumter has similarly taken to Instagram to share entertaining photos like a shot of an embarrassed looking Maddie and playful selfies like with captions like, I wonder what Maddie is doing without her phone. <laughs> According to Ford, Madeline is more than ready for the stunt to be done over and done with. After the first day, Madeline was like, I changed my mind. I choose the one month. Larry told her, no, I'm too invested. I have too many ideas. We're sticking with the two weeks. Ford recalled, he's loving it. I think he's making his own TikTok account when this is over. We're always down to embarrass our kids, the mom joke. This is beautiful. Yes. Yes. If there's one thing that I have learned over my 31 years of existence is that a parent soul-crushingly destroying their child and putting them in a cloud of embarrassment is actually one of the most wonderful things to look at in a person's life. If it is done to you, though, um, yeah... Trust me, the feeling feels so crushingly done, and your and your body feels like you get destroyed, and it's like a punch over and over and over for the entire day. You are getting fucking embarrassed. That's how it feels. Yeah, my mom had no problem embarrassing myself and my sister in public, in front of our friends. No fucks were given, and if she even had one in her pocket, she wouldn't give it. This is a wonderful display of what you should do with your children. Embarrass the fuck out of them. Scold them. Help them learn from their mistakes. Because that's what you're supposed to do as a parent. So when they, I, I promise you, when she grows up later in life, she will, she will not try to ever, 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 ever try to sneak boys into a sleepover party. Because you're 15 and you're nasty. Ain't nobody got time for that. I hope you learned your lesson, Madeline. I hope you learned this early. Very early. I'm glad you learned this at your teenage years. Because now, trust me, you are going to... I mean, yes, for, for the other side, yes, you have literally embarrassed your daughter for life. Or at least until she bounces out of town, which I guarantee when she turns 18 at least, she will pretty much wait for the day uh, that she can leave that damn house uh, because she will never live that down. That will easily be on a Christmas card somewhere within the next three years. But, but... Yeah, this is what happens. Yeah, actions have consequences. Their cons- her consequence, instead of taking a month without her phone, which was the fucking smart thing to do, idiot, was to in has was to have her entire social media destroyed in two weeks. And we're still literally on. What was it? Uh, So she has four more days, <laughs> four more days of embarrassment. And the fact that her brother's getting involved is even better. The family getting involved is even better. Embarrass your children. But more importantly, actions do have consequences. You sneak boys in the crib during a sleepover party because you're nasty. 
and your parents do the right thing. And instead of letting you get away with your bad behavior and not giving you the embarrassment you truly deserve, they are giving you the embarrassment you truly deserve. Well done to the parents. What are their names again? Is it Tana and Larry? Tana Ford and Larry Sumter of Denton, Texas. I applaud you. Well done. And I think parents should honestly take a cue from these two. You fuck up, that's your ass. <laughs> I've learned that plenty in my in my years. But anyways, that is going to end episode six, episode seven, I should say, of Outside the Rubs. Of course, y'all know we're going to end this show in proper YLP fashion and get you prepared for the now episode 134 of the Young Lions Perspective. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wrestling Podcast Awards. Go to my uh, pin tweet at Suede Senator WWI. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R, capital W, capital W, capital I. Go to my pin tweet. Go to the tweet that I quoted, and there should be the link for the podcast Wrestling Podcast Awards where you can vote for your favorites who will be Podcast of the Year, Best Solo, Best Duo, Best Trio. But when you get to the newcomer of the year, make sure you vote for your boy. The Young Lions Respective Podcast to be the 2019 Newcomer of the Year. Anyway, if you guys have any opinions or thoughts about today's episode or anything that's happened in the past week in terms of news, anything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling or anything of the like, hit me up with a voice message at anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective. Hit me up with a voice message, and if I like it enough, I'll have no problem putting it on a future episode of the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. If you did enjoy this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend tell a friend about the Young Lions perspective. Share this episode across all your social media, the Instagram, the Facebooks, the Twitters, and let the people know because this weekend is Survivor Series weekend. Let them know that the Young Lions perspective is your alternative for professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay. Now, if you do not happen to have the Anger app, and I understand that you don't, you have other podcasts and places to check out, and that kind of hurt, doesn't hurt my feelings, I swear. <sighs> But if you do not happen to have the anchor, I mean, you still want to try this episode of the podcast or any of the other 133 episodes of the Young Lions Perspective, including now seven episodes of Outside the Ropes and five episodes of the Secret Files podcast, you can still find this podcast across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox FM, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the Young Lions Perspective across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding it whatsoever. Ever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective Podcast, what I'm going to be going on, breaking news, anything of that sort, you can, of course, like I said before on my Twitter, you can follow me at Suede Senator WWI, and you can follow me on Instagram at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. I do live tweeting for, of course, AEW SmackDown Live, 
every AEW live pay-per-view, every WWE live pay-per-view, and every NXT takeover. Well, this has been quite a day. And episode 134 of the podcast will still be going down and will kick off your weekend tomorrow night, as we always do, talking about NXT review. And of course, since it's almost takeover time, we'll be doing NXT TakeOver War Games preview and predictions. Should be a jam-packed episode. You want to stick around for that, guys. So until tomorrow for episode 134 of the Young Lions Perspective, you guys have a great night. Stay safe. And I'll see you guys tomorrow for episode 134 of the Young Lions Perspective. See ya!